Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 61 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, I'm here today with Sean Miner. She's a nutritionist and the host of the popular podcast, Keto for Women Show. She's based in Colorado, and we are chatting today all about birth control and being keto as a woman. Welcome, Sean. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Mimi. I'm really excited to chat today. I know, me too. We were just talking before uh, pressing record, and I actually was like so excited to ask Sean all these questions about birth control and what hormones do to your body. So we had to just press record right away because I'm just so nosy about all of this. Yeah, um, we have as- to actually remember to record the conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so as you guys know, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, my listeners right now, but I was telling you on my Instagram that I recently got off of hormonal birth control. I've been on hormonal birth control for seven years. And last week, I finally made the decision to get it taken out. I had the arm implant. Um, I was on the pill before for like five years. Then I had the IUD. And then like just nothing really worked. I always felt a little bit off. And I was getting these like chronic yeast infections um, earlier this year. And like the more I looked into it, I was like, oh my God, this is fully related to a hormone imbalance in my body. It's like I was eating a more high fat, low carb diet, which is like the kind of diet you want to have um, or you want to eat when when you have a candida imbalance in your body. So I was like, why isn't this working? So I've come to the conclusion that, you know, finally this hormone thing was just not working for me. I actually listened to Sean's podcast all about birth control. And this convinced me to get off of hormonal birth control and try finding a another kind of contraceptive because it was just doing way too much harm for my body. So Mm -hmm. Sean, did you ever go on hormonal birth control yourself? Like was this a journey that you had to go through and like see and experience for yourself? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was on birth control, the birth control pill uh, for 15 years, pretty much straight. Yeah, which is a long time. Uh, But so I did that and then got off of that and uh, you know, as I was starting to learn more about, you know, holistic health and, and just natural ways to uh, improve your health versus traditional medicine routes that would be obviously the birth control pill, that's when I started realizing, hey, I should probably, you know, check into this a little bit more and really start paying attention to my body and some of the impacts it could be having. Some of the things that honestly I just thought was part of me and part of my hormones and uh, just had to deal with. Like, for instance, something that was really huge for me was my skin. I would have a breakout every single month at the same time of the month, like clockwork. And I was at this point in my late 20s, early 30s, which is not supposed to happen. You're supposed to already be kind of uh, in this really good hormonal state at that point. And still having to deal with acne breakouts was kind of my biggest clue that something wasn't right when I actually realized I didn't have to deal with that. And that wasn't just because it's me. That was something going on with my hormones and with what birth control was doing to my hormones. So that's kind of what prompted me to get off uh, to start. And then um, I I think it was probably less than a year 
after that, I got the copper IUD, which is the non-hormonal uh, copper-based uh, IUD implant. And uh, same kind of thing happened. I just noticed that my body didn't respond well to that either. I was feeling really inflamed, really bloated. I was having much heavier periods than I'd ever had in the past. Uh, so it was, again, just being more aware of my body to understand that changes like that that happen, specifically with our cycles or just with things around certain times of the month, don't necessarily have to happen. And as I was learning more about this kind of uh, thing that goes on in our bodies, that's when I was able to really tap in and understand that those were just side effects of of birth control and not me. So then I just, that's when I just stopped it all. I just I got the IUD taken out and um, now, you know, use natural um you know, it's called natural family planning, and, and we can talk more about that to regulate my hormones and to know when I ovulate and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, crazy. 15 years 15 on the pill. You know what? That just makes me think like, what? Like, we don't know the side effects. We haven't been taking the pill for that long, you know, like well, as, and, as women. And nobody talks about it. There has never once have I had a doctor or a gynecologist tell me the side effects of going on the birth control pill. And now that I am so deeply involved in this community and in this uh, women's health movement, it's like that nobody's talking about it unless you are going to a natural naturopathic doctor, um, a functional medicine doctor, someone like myself who's a functional nutritionist that will actually give you this information before you make the decision for yourself. Um, that's when we actually have the right information and we actually feel empowered as women to make the right choice for our body. But, you know, traditional medicine isn't doing that right now. I don't know if it's because they don't know or uh, that's not something they're taught or that's not their job, you know, all of the above probably, but nobody's talking about it and before we're told to get on it, which is really sad. It's scary. It's actually terrifying. And you want to know the craziest thing? So last week when I went to get my arm implant taken out, I went in there and I was like, 100%, I'm getting it taken out. Like I, you know, I'm not going to be convinced otherwise, obviously. It was like a very strict decision that I made in my mind. And the nurse, before she, you know, when I sat down, she was like, oh, so why do you want to get it taken out? You've only had it for a few months. I was like, honestly, so many different reasons. I just don't want synthetic hormones in my body, A. And B, I haven't stopped bleeding basically for the past six weeks. Like I had a six-week period before mm -hmm. I got it taken out, which is also like, oh my God, another reason why I wanted to get it out right away. Um, and then she said to me, she's like, oh, like if you want, like you can stay on the arm implant and I can give you some pills to take to stop your bleeding. Oh my and gosh. I was like, ah, oh my God, so seriously? Are you, like I was honestly in shock and this was this older lady and you know obviously she's been working in medicine for a while she's a nurse but I'm just like what have you been taught like this is just not the way to go about things and you know I just told you I don't want synthetic hormones in my body you're you're about to give me a birth control pill plus I have this like this bar inside of me that is mm -hmm. releasing hormones like no thank you like no way and you know there are this is the biggest thing like people just think hormones are the easy option like I think it's such a beautiful thing being in tune with your body and actually getting real periods because obviously when you're on synthetic hormones, like it's a synthetic period. It's not mm -hmm. like a real period, right, mm -hmm. that you have every month. Um, yeah, so. Right, reason. yeah. And I, I think that in and of itself is kind of one of the biggest arguments. And, you know, before we even get any further into this, I think both of us have the 
uh, idea to just provide information to the listeners today for them to make their own decision, which is what obviously I did for you with my Keto for Women show podcast was just give the information and you could intuitively decide if that was the right thing for you to do. And that's what we want to do today. So I'm not, none of us are saying, you know, don't do that or do this instead. It's just providing info because no matter what, you should always talk to your doctor and all that good stuff. But um, one of the biggest arguments I think I have in regards to, you know, um, synthetic hormones versus your own natural route to uh, birth control is just being in touch with your body means also being in touch with your period. In order to actually be truly intuitive with yourself and your body and your health as a woman, you have to kind of like read your cycle. And you cannot do that at all if you are taking synthetic hormones because it basically suppresses that function in your body entirely. So you're relying on these uh, independent synthetic hormone type things, basically is what they are, uh, to do all of that for you and your body is no longer having that hormonal cycle itself. And so you don't ovulate quite often. Um, Your periods aren't actual you know, periods, like you mentioned, they are completely based on this, um, you know, the synthetic hormones and basically the whole disruption of that. So you can't get any information about your health as a woman, which so much of what our bodies tell us as far as our health status comes through our cycle. And we are women. We are supposed to ovulate every month. We're supposed to uh, shed our lining, which is, you know, actually bleeding every month. Um, That is a very normal, natural thing. And yeah, it's kind of annoying. I think we can all agree on that. And it's so cool to take a pill and not have a period. And that's kind of what I did, you know, for those 15 years. I was skipping pills and all that stuff. So I just never had a period. And that's not good for us as women. That is not something that we should strive for. That's not something that's cool. We need to have our menstrual cycle to be a woman, but then to also get the information that we need from our bodies as a woman. And that's when you can become really intuitive with your health. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Agreed with absolutely everything you just said. Um, Back to, you know, us you saying that, you know, this whole podcast is not to try to convince you listeners to to obviously get off of hormones. Everything, like I, I personally think that it can work for some people and it just doesn't work for me. This is just like us sharing our mm-hmm. stories, but also just like giving a different opinion because obviously Sean is, you know, a, a nutritionist. She's a registered nutritionist. And, and I think just getting a second opinion, like other than your GP, you know, I think that's really important. So just like, you know, kind of questioning and being curious about the information you've been told your entire life is really important. Because honestly, like, I didn't know that it was so bad for me for so long. Like I was getting on the pill the second that I could, you know, I did it behind my mom's back when I was 15 years old, just because my friends were on it. And I wanted to feel like the included, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's such a normal thing, just kind of question it. And, and look into what it might be doing to your body because, you know, all the information isn't just out there. You have to kind of research it sometimes. So well, completely, yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the biggest factors uh, involved with the birth control pill is that, you know, women are being told by their doctors, their healthcare providers to go on the pill for all kinds of things. It is absolutely astonishing. You know, I work with lots of women in my practice and 
the amount of women that have been put on the birth control pill because they had um, their periods were heavy or were painful or they were they had were told they had PCOS or endometriosis or they just didn't want to have a period um, or they have acne or they weren't having a period at all. It's like mm-hmm. it's not just used as a birth control method anymore. It's the go to thing for anything that um, comes up about your menstrual cycle that's not regular. Whereas, you know, and no knock on doctors because their job is to treat uh, our symptoms. And so if you're not having a normal period, you can take the pill and it will normalize it and you're good to go it, And you know, in regards to traditional medicine care. But what the problem with that is when you ha- don't have a period or your periods are painful or they're really long, um, they're really heavy, any of these things, that is showing you, your body is then telling you your hormones are out of balance, something is wrong with your health, you have something going on that needs to be looked into. So basically, we're putting a Band-Aid on that, which is, again, you know, often the case in the traditional care route. You're putting a Band-Aid on something and never actually getting your hormones figured out and balanced. And so, uh, you know, going on the pill doesn't fix these things. We're not balancing our hormones by going on the pill or any other birth control method with synthetic hormones. We're not doing any of that. We're putting that Band-Aid on it. So we're suppressing it entirely and and not taking action with what truly is going on in your body that needs to be figured out from a health perspective. So then, you know, you get off the pill 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, and those problems still exist and are probably even worse. Um, So you really have to uh, understand that, first of all, they don't, your, the pill or any other hormonal birth control isn't fixing any sort of hormone anything. It's suppressing it. Second of all, remember always with anything, and you know we're talking about birth control today, but this goes for anything, you always have the ultimate decision. Just because your doctor is telling you this, and you know you had that case last week with the nurse, um, it's your decision. They can give you their suggestion, but you don't have to take it. Uh, You don't have to just because they're pushing pills in your face and saying that's the only way to get rid of X, Y, Z problem. That's not. That's one opinion out of many others. So like you mentioned, getting a second opinion from a more natural approach would always be a good idea. And then you make that decision. Um, And third, just I think remembering that if there's something going on with your cycle, use that as information. Again, like I kind of am obviously hugely into is like everything our body does is giving us these pieces of information for us to use to get healthier. I just love everything you just said, Sean, because it is so true. If you're going on the pill because of your acne, your skin problems, or even your heavy periods, like that's not, that's just putting a Band-Aid, a temporary Band-Aid on it. There's mm-hmm. so many deeper rooted issues. And like, you know, so I have my best friend, Stella, she's a holistic nutritionist. And she even said to me, she's like, if you have painful periods, that means there's something that you need to fix. Like there's something wrong there. Like women aren't supposed to have extremely excruciatingly painful periods. So you need to, you know, do something to balance your hormones there. So mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the result is not to go on a synthetic hormonal pill. It's to actually cure your body, you know, from a health standpoint, it's not to just keep putting more and more medicine in it or, or these synthetic weird hormones. Like how do they even make the pill? It's so weird to me. It's just so strange. (laughs) I know it makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah. makes literally no sense. 
So yeah, that that definitely. And you know what the crazy thing is, Sean, is that I didn't realize what it affected. Mm-hmm. Like me being on hormones, it caused me to have like these chronic yeast infections mm-hmm. and an overgrowth of candida in my gut when I was already eating like a keto diet, which is so weird to me. And it just, it made everything worse. It, it made me moody. Mm-hmm. I would snap so like, so I was like almost like bipolar, honestly, like I would snap, snap, snap. And, um, I'd get really emotional over really small things and, you know, I know it's crazy to say it, but I've been off it for a week and I feel so different. Yeah. I feel so different. Yeah, that's all it takes. And and there is, you know, probably more healing to come in the weeks beyond too. But yeah, it really can be that quick. And as far as the um, the yeast infections go, so birth control is known to have uh, a change or cause an imbalance in our gut flora. So if you have this kind of um, imbalance in your in your gut flora, that means you have more bad bacteria than good bacteria, which we all need lots of good stuff going on in our gut and, and um, minimal bad, obviously. And that will shift when you're on birth control. So you'll start having more of these pathogenic or bad gut bugs and less of the good gut bugs. And that will basically provide the perfect scenario to have these yeast infections that are chronic. They don't go away. They will go away for a little bit and return. And it doesn't matter what you do for your diet. It's because of those hormones. Um, those are synthetic hormones specifically that that imbalance is going to continue to happen uh, regardless of what else you're, you're doing. So that would be um, you know, the biggest reason. It also causes leaky gut, which is you know, also known as intestinal permeability, if you're in the more scientific approach. Uh, but either either way means the same thing. And it just means you're kind of basically um, drilling holes in a very basic uh, sense to your gut lining, the lining of your gut. And that means that then uh, particles of food can go into your bloodstream, causes this huge immune system attack, uh, and you start having food sensitivities. It's, the again, a ripe spot for you to start having autoimmune disease issues, um, just a whole host of things that can happen simply from taking the pill. Uh, and of course, there's a lot of other um you know, things that cause intestinal permeability that you probably also have going on in your life, like even stress. So you put the two together and and you will probably never be able to heal your gut until you take care of at least one of the two. Um, so yeah, that's why you were feeling that, that change in your gut health when you were uh, taking these hormones. And then as far as your mood, so um, hugely known, one of the biggest things and, and really one of the my, I guess, uh, best reasons for being off of the pill and any synthetic hormones are, are the depletion in nutrients. So any sort of synthetic hormone will really deplete your nutrients like zinc, magnesium, um, and most importantly, B vitamins. Very, very bad for our B vitamin status. And B vitamins are known for your mood. They're also known for your energy, for having balanced hormones, um, sex drive, all that stuff. We need lots of B vitamins and you're depleting that every single day that you take the pill. So that's, or, you know, other um, synthetic progesterone. So 
you are most likely feeling that when you are having those mood swings that you were talking about and being really weepy and all that stuff, um, particularly around your period or your cycle. So uh, yeah, there, there are so many negative consequences, unfortunately, that nobody's talking about. As we said, you know, it's also not good for the liver. It, it really impairs your ability to detox and just all the other um functions that our liver does, which there's like 600 plus functions, I think that our liver does every single day for us. And that's all impaired. And then, um, you know, I don't know how much you talk about adrenal and thyroid health here on the show, but uh, your adrenals are responsible for how you handle stress and um, manage your stressors that come into everyday life but also just like, you know, these acute stressors, they're responsible for your cortisol levels. And um, that will be severely impaired with the birth control pill or your other birth control options that have synthetic hormones and your thyroid health. And, you know, I think a, a lot of women are really concerned about their thyroid health because it basically is our kind of our, our engine. It's what promotes our healthy metabolism to have a really good thyroid function. And that will, again, you know, take its toll when you're using these synthetic hormones too. Sean, you're literally a hub of knowledge. Everything <laughs> you just said there is so like, just so makes so much sense yeah. because you know, from everything you like, even the horniness, honestly, like, I'm just going to be real, like the past, like three days, like since being off of this, this synthetic birth control, like I, I was like, this is what sex actually is mm -hmm. like when I'm not on hormones. And like, even my boyfriend said that I felt different down there. Cause mm. I, I think I was really inflamed for so long mm -hmm. because my body was just like, you know, not used to this weird hormone balance and it just never went right. And like, you know, he said it felt different. I I definitely feel different. Like certain positions used to hurt and now they don't. Mm. It's like crazy how fast my body has, has jumped back. So that's definitely good. The other thing I was going to say is the crazy thing about these chronic yeast infections is that the doctor ended up giving me these like antifungal chemical bright blue pills that I had to take every single day for like months and months. Mm -hmm. So on top of, you know, still being on hormones, they were giving me that. And it's like, it's just crazy how, how just, you know, being on birth control for me, I think was so detrimental to my health that they were giving me all of these different medications on top of that. And that just doesn't seem right. Um, so yeah, hundred percent. And also like not absorbing your B vitamins and magnesium and all of that, like that just, it's crazy to me. Yeah. That's insane. And what you said about the leaky gut and getting some digestive health issues because of the synthetic hormones almost happened to me. I, I was having, you know, I was trying to get rid of my candida the past few months. And a few months ago, I did like a stool test with my um, nutritionist in London and she tested me and I had almost pathogenic mm -hmm. um, bacteria living in my gut. So she put me on this you know, natural health supplement mm -hmm. uh, regime. And it's basically gone now, which is amazing. But it, 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 she said that if I don't start healing myself right now, I will either get leaky gut or IBS. Yep. Yeah, it's very it's common. Crazy. Yeah. And it, it really is that simple to, you know, that's all it takes is just to start having the, this imbalance going on in your gut, to have the leaky gut going on. And like I said, there's lots of reasons for both. But 
in my opinion, you want to try to squash as many as you can. Their stress and things like that aren't always as easy to do, you know, environmental toxins that we have to deal with today and all that good stuff that are a little harder to get rid of. But if it's if you can at least help your situation by taking out some of these medications that you don't actually have to be on, then I think that's a step in the right direction to healing the rest of your body, not just your hormones. Um, and I think one more point to bring up is uh, you know, when you're on synthetic hormones, it's obviously, you know, not real. And you're, you're basically suppressing your hormones from doing their function, which is what we kind of talked about earlier. So there is going to be the possibility that it does take a little bit of time for your body to basically remember how to do that on its own. So there's a lot of women that take, um, you know, there's the birth control pill or other hormones and then uh, get off and expect in the next month to be pregnant. You know, they want to start a family and that kind of thing. And it doesn't work that way because it does take your body some time to get back to that, you know, regular cycle, those balanced hormones. I mean, I think we all know to some degree, but I think it should take some reminding maybe to help that our hormones as a woman are so incredibly intricate. I call it this like dance that they do all month long. And we're talking every single day. They are incredibly different from the day before. And this is how we are women. And this is how we have the ability, which is the coolest thing ever, I think, to um, grow a baby, to literally make another human in our body. We have these really intricate cycles. And um, that is 100% all suppressed. So if you look at the hormones of someone who's on the pill or something like that, they are, you know, very low. Your hormones are very low, but they also, they do the same thing every single day. It's just like clockworks. It's like they're at the same levels. They have no change. Everything's just kind of shut off. Uh, and that's not how we're supposed to be, obviously. So you can understand then that your body's going to have a little bit of time uh, to adjust and to get back to that really nice, beautiful dance that it does every month in order to create this living being in its body. So um, keep that in mind too, if it is something where you may want to start a family in the near future and you're still uh, taking some sort of synthetic hormone that you'll want to make sure to give your body plenty of time to remember how to do that on its own prior to you know wanting to start your family. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So I have a question for you. What kind of advice would you give to someone who has recently gotten off of hormonal birth control and is trying to kind of balance their hormones? So my really quickly, my friend Stella told me, um, who's the holistic nutritionist, she gave me a name of these like natural pill supplements like Estro Adapt to take just to kind of for a month uh, to kind of balance my hormones. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything you would recommend as well? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing I, I hesitate to tell people, especially when it comes to hormones, what supplements to take because it really just depends on the person um, so much. And I, I, uh, test women's hormones a lot in my my practice. And so I see these intricacies happen and there is the ability to potentially, you know, not help as much or really just take something you don't need to be taking for um, a lot of cases. So I prefer to just go totally like diet lifestyle to start until you can get more information. You can actually test your hormones, which is one thing that I do recommend. I would say give your body about three months and then see if you can do a salivary or urine test on your hormones to see where they're 
they're sitting naturally. Um, that would give you a lot more information if there still is anything you need to do supplementally uh, to help boost those and get them to the right levels um, at those different times in the month. Um, but you know, whether you're on the pill or other sort of birth control uh, or not, you really, really need to support your body through diet. Uh, then, like I said, they, these hormones deplete your nutrients quite a bit. Now, it's not going to make it all better if we eat a good, healthy diet, but it definitely will help. And then, of course, once you're off, in order to rebuild what you've lost during that time that you were um, in this depleting state, uh, you just really need to eat as many nutrients as you possibly can. This is not the time, nor is it ever, if you uh, follow me and know my philosophy, nor is it ever the time to severely cut and restrict calories and food intake and all that stuff. You want to be getting as much nutrition as you can. Um, and so obviously just really focusing on the produce. So get your leafy greens, get your cruciferous, cruciferous vegetables, um, just get as many colors on your plate as you can every single time you eat. Um, and obviously most of our color is going to come from um, you know, nice vegetables and, and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, good sources of uh, healthy fats like coconut oil, avocado, olives, olive oil, nuts, nut butters, those kinds of things. And then, of course, um, some, you know, if you're a meat eater, then uh, getting some, you know, grass fed, grass finished meats, pasture raised chicken, um, eggs, all that good stuff. So really making sure that you're getting your nutrients back. Whether you're off it or not, you need to make your nutrition a top priority. And like I said, I'll say it again, because it takes so many times of saying this for people to actually get it, us women in particular, um, do not restrict. Do not restrict your food intake. That is not going to do anything for those nutrient levels that you have now depleted. Um, now or ever, we, we as women need nutrients, we are chronically depleted just as women in general. Um, so, you know, further restricting your food intake is not going to help you. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing I would say as far as nutrition, obviously I'm a nutritionist. So I always start there first, always focus on the real food, um, all that good stuff, really make sure you're getting your food sourced properly, you know, organic and all that stuff as much as you possibly can. That's in your budget. Um, and then the rest of it is lifestyle. So a lot of it, these things that we should be doing are kind of always put on a back seat for us as women, which is to take time for self-care, um, make sure you're sleeping enough, make sure you are really, uh, and I don't, I mean, you can't get rid of your stress as, I, as I've mentioned, but you can reframe it. Uh, you can learn how to react differently to your stress, uh, things that come in, but really making that a high priority will do so much good for your hormones. Again, whether you're on something currently or not, just getting off, regardless, every single woman listening right now needs to hear this. Uh, our hormones become imbalanced or balanced basically based on our stress. Like it's that easy. And so basically, it's just finding all these different things that tie into those stress levels that cause us to um, have our accelerated cortisol or our low cortisol um, or imbalances here or there with regard to everything stress-related. Um, so if we can modulate that even just a little bit, it 
helps so much to get your hormones back. Now, I just, of course, totally nerding out right now. So hope we don't care. But um, but I just want to quickly, I'll, I'll tell you why so that it makes a little bit more sense just in a very, very basic term. So basically, the ingredients, we'll call them, I'm using air quotes here, the ingredients necessary to make our sex hormones, as in progesterone and estrogen, those are the two main ones involved in this dance that happens all month long for us as women. Those ingredients, the same ingredients are used to make our cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So we only have a certain amount of ingredients and our body will always um, prioritize the cortisol over our hormones because cortisol is what we need to um, basically help us through this stressful scenario. And our bodies don't know that our stress is like our partners or our boss or something like that, our body thinks that our stressors are like a tiger chasing us because that's from our, you know, paleolithic ancestors, how we were built as humans. Um, So it's always going to prioritize that because it thinks we're in danger, like life or death danger. And we don't need to be producing progesterone and estrogen (laughs) when we're about to live or die. So it will always prioritize cortisol production which means those ingredients, there's not enough left to make our estrogen and progesterone. So we will have depleted hormones. And like I've mentioned a few times now, I work with lots of women. I see lots of women's hormones um, results and we're low. Just I Even just in the sample that I have, I can tell you this is very much going on in the rest of the world. Our hormones are very low. We are very estrogen dominant and um, it's causing a lot of health issues beyond just, you know, not having good periods. It's like a lot of other stuff going on because of that. And it's really just because of the stress that's going on, this cortisol um, prioritization that our body is doing. So uh, I just wanted to, again, totally nerd out. Obviously, you can see I'm super passionate about this stuff. It's like my lifeblood because I've been there. I've done that to myself too, and I've dug myself out. So all it takes is just a little bit more um, thought on what you're stressed about. If there's anything that can be taken away, which would be super cool, or what you can do just kind of in your own personality, honestly, to change how you react to those stressors, to change how um, amped up it makes you or how uh, worried it gets you or, or mad or anything like that. And just really do some things to kind of counterbalance that, whether it's reading a good book, taking a walk in nature, meditating. I think every woman should be meditating every single day, um, like a no-brainer, great way to get your hormones balanced out because it does reduce that stress. Um, pretty much immediately. Like I said, sleeping a lot, getting enough good food, hydrating, um, movement. So make sure you're moving uh, to the best of your ability, whether you that's right now, maybe it's just a quick walk. Um, but maybe you're someone that goes and strength trains and um, gets to the gym and you know builds new muscle, which I'm a huge fan of. So uh, just that kind of stuff, just really taking care of yourself and your body and not letting it just slide because it seems like hard or daunting or too much work or just not worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. So interesting. And it's so true. People really don't think about stress as like a major factor in their physical health because it's like, oh, stress is like an emotion, but it's not like it really just has so much physical effect on your body. Like I know my digestion Mm -hmm. is all messed up when I'm stressed. Like I'll be constipated the next day if I'm really stressed one day. It's absolutely insane. So 100% like 
totally agree and relate to all of that. Um, the meditation thing, I love it, but I find it so hard to make it a habit mm-hmm. every single day. Like, do you have any tips on like, you know, how to keep meditation as a habit? I think the first thing is to remember that it's called a meditation practice for a reason. And I was right there with you. I started meditating probably about three-ish years ago and had such a hard time at the beginning. Like I just was resistant to it. And I think it was, you know, looking back now, I think it was because I wasn't good at it. Like I could not do it. I have a really, uh, I have a tendency to really have a racing brain and to think about a lot of things. And it's really hard for me to shut it down for those 10 minutes per day and try to focus only on one thing, which if you've meditated before, it's usually your breath or something like that. Um, And I couldn't do it. And so it's almost like when you aren't good at something, you think it's not for you, you think it's not working. And so you just don't want to do it. You're resistant. You can't make it a habit. Um, You're not looking forward to it, which is kind of the easiest way to make it a habit is when you actually like it. So I think Once I realized and I had to basically have other people tell me this, that it is a practice. It is not, no one's perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. Just sitting there and understanding that you are doing it or not doing it and just being focused on that particular task is meditating. So, you know, I say I basically in 10 minutes, I meditate like for 30 seconds. <laughs> the rest of it, I'm just trying or I'm just learning more about, you know, trying to or not trying to doing it or not doing it. And that's part of it. That's just as good. I mean, and even just that 30 seconds of true meditation is worth like a thousand hours of trying to uh, de-stress on your own. It really, really is yeah. that powerful. So um, once I realized that, I took some of the pressure off to try to do it right and try to try to be perfect and to try to quiet my brain for 10 minutes straight. That's just never going to happen. I don't have that brain. I don't think most people do. So it's all about just continuing to practice. And so I think that's the first thing is having that change of mindset around it. And then the second thing is, honestly, as is the case with most habits, um, you just have to kind of power through those first three to four weeks and just do it anyway. Just even though it's not habit, even though you don't want to do it, you know, set a timer. I use an app um, to help me with with my meditation. It's just basically, you know, meditation teachers, I guess, that remind you to focus on your breath and there's music playing and stuff like that. So um, you just have to really take those three to four weeks where you are setting it as as a time, like I always do it first thing in the morning, right when I wake up, I basically gives me an excuse to go back to bed, which is nice. So um, mm. I kind of use that. And then I, the rest of my day is totally different on those days that I do it first thing in the morning because I'm just, I have this whole different mindset starting from the very first moment that I wake up and just set a time that you're going to do it and you know, make it a goal, put it in your phone, put it on your calendar and do it for those three to four weeks. And then it will truly become habit. And you really, really will find that you enjoy it. You really will. Once you start having, you know, even the 30 seconds where you're actually doing it, it's like, oh my gosh, I did it. And it really feels good. It really does change um, your outlook of your day when you make that. So it's just little things that I think you can do to start really getting into it. And then once you enjoy it, you won't want to stop. Hey guys, make sure to go check out part two of this episode with Sean Miner. It's all about birth control alternatives and the keto diet. Enjoy.